talk, the home of where the talking is good. It's your boy, Cody, and the other guy, Robert, here at the tiny table in the giant room, once again, talking to you. This is amazing. Oh, the intro just gets longer and longer and longer. <laughs> let me tell you why I'm cracking up so much. My family is here at yeah. the time of shooting this. They are downstairs eating some food because we don't have power in our house. And so I can just imagine all of them down there at the kitchen counter <laughs> being like, what is this guy yelling, yelling about up here? As they hear Cody, welcome the good talk. Just so going with that in. being said, there might be some extracurricular noises happening yeah, in the just background. Go ahead and put that out yeah, there right so now. We got we got some kiddos here. We got yeah. Rachel here. We got Charlie here cleaning the building. There's a lot going on in yeah, this place. You, you know never what? know. We might even have a guest like Sam or Christian are liable to run up just here at any up. moment and be like, Dad. <laughs> And There's so, also a guy that plays trumpet around the property, and sometimes, yeah. if you're lucky, you might hear him in the podcast. <laughs> He's very yeah, good, actually. Yeah, he is very good. And uh, I, I, there he goes. I don't know if you can hear that, but I can hear it. If we can hear it, they can hear it. Wow, way to go, Kim. He's he's vibing. He's so good. I gotta. I, I can't, if you watch this podcast, oh Kim, <laughs> we want to invite you to come on the good time. <laughs> Just let you know, I'm about to say something that's a little harsh, but oh you can gosh. get through it, buddy. When you first started, this is why you practice. He's gotten better. He's really good now, and it's music. Now before, that we're talking it was, about it, it was, it was. Granted, I don't know that I ever remember hearing him before 2020. Okay. So maybe this was a result of like, dang it, I'm stuck in quarantine. Might as well pick up the trumpet again. Yeah, I admire him. He's learned it and it seems like he's just learning it all on his own and so he's getting after it and it's, it's you know, it's, it's kind of like a trumpet. I mean, not, who what? plays the trumpet anymore? It's kind of like a lost art. You know what I mean? <laughs> I play trumpet. Do you? Well, I don't anymore, but I did play trumpet. No. Yeah, that was actually the first instrument I ever learned was the trumpet. Like you could literally play, dude. I don't know if I could play it now. Like I, I don't remember anything, but like when it's I was be like in, riding a bike, right? I mean, you just get on and you just, it's fine. You remember? Maybe I don't know, dude. To be honest, okay. So when I was in fifth grade, <clears throat> we were approached by the band people. They came mm. into all of our classrooms and they're like, "Next year in sixth grade, we're gonna start a band for elementary." And okay. they're like, "If you want to play in the band, you need <clears throat> to come here after school and blah blah blah." Okay. And of course, like me and every other person ever wanted to play drums, and so I was like, really? I went there wanting to play drums, and then. Uh, they were like, they no, gave I, you a trumpet. Yeah, they're like, yeah, so here's a trumpet. And I was like, what? <laughs> I tried out to play drums and they handed me a trumpet afterwards. <laughs> I don't know what that they says. Just take the drumsticks out of your hand <laughs> and give you a trumpet. <laughs> That's so good. I think if I remember right, they kind of, there was like a thing where like, you know, they had different <laughs> instruments set up around the room and they were like, let's see what you can do with what is given to you. Okay. And so I'm, I guess I probably ex- expressed more. I don't know, liking or uh, whatever, maybe somewhat skill level towards the trumpet, but I definitely did not want to play the trumpet. I've always wanted to play the saxophone, the Mm. jazz sax. I just think it's a really cool instrument, and it's always the guy in the cartoon with the the sunglasses on and the low hat, and he's got like a saxophone, (laughs) and he's like, Johnny Cool Cat, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I feel like that, so that was like always my instrument. I wanted to be that guy. You want to be Cool Rob. Johnny Cool Cat, you know what I mean? Things are going on, and I'm just like, let me hit my little saxophone. (laughs) You know, uh, never panned out though. Oh my gosh! And then I actually found out that a lot of saxophones are just straight. <laughs> so I was oh, like, Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I yeah. forget that there is like the long form one. And then I think the... that's actually the soprano oh, saxophone okay. is what that is. Interesting. 
Yeah, so yeah. I, I was never that guy. But yeah, eventually when I went to middle school, I was like, I don't play trumpet anymore. I want to play guitar. <laughs> so, I, oh, yeah. so I moved to guitar, and that's how that happened. Oh, cool. Yeah, so. That's fantastic. You guys should look up big bands like uh, ska, you know, where they got like four trumpet players, a trombone player, a couple of saxophone players. That's cool music. You know, it's, it's like very, hey, 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 let's <laughs> go. That's how be. You can't be, uh, you can't be <laughs> upset listening to big band stuff, you know, uh, ska music and stuff like that. It's very happy. Yeah, it's listen to the times. W's. Check out the W's. The W's? Mm-hmm. I don't even know who the W's are. Uh, uh, they're a big ska Christian band. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, of course, ska is not popular anymore. But you know, I mean, back in the day, actually, ska's making a comeback. Is it? It is okay, a little bit. That. I mean, an underground comeback. But you know, yeah, it's the, a comeback. Check out the underground. <laughs> the underground. Where it needs to stay. So the W's. If you're wanting to resurface, we invite you to onto the podcast. the podcast. We can fit all ten of you right here. We'll just stack you up. You know what I mean? One at a time. Just come on down. Who are you? What's <laughs> your name? What do you play? Uh, oh so what gosh. are we talking about so today? So I, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about today because at the time of recording this podcast, mm. we have been hit with our first snowpocalypse of the 2022. year. 2022. Early into the year. Wow, 2022. Yeah, usually it happens in like March mm. or like late February sometimes. I mean, if we're lucky, sometimes if April. We're lucky, yeah. So it is a little bit early for us. It was kind of yeah, like I'll a, take little, it though. a little get. So this, that, that's mm. what I wanted to talk about because you mm. are a person. I am a person. That <laughs> <laughs> believes and prays for snow. I do. And even like a My few days ago, I, I saw where Rachel had posted on her story and it was like showing the forecast and it was like, the Conovers are believing for a blizzard. <laughs> well, we've already talked about know, this on a I podcast, know, though. I, I don't really have but scripture. But so bad, and I feel so bad for you, but we have been hit with a blizzard, and the Conovers are without power. <laughs> I know. I know. It's one of those uh, things. It's like... Uh, everyone f- else in Madison has power, it seems, except for like their neighborhood. <laughs> it's always the ones you love that hurt you the most. <laughs> And I am I am a lover of snow. Mm. I am a lover of cold, even though I said I've been freezing for three days. Uh, and she has betrayed me. She <laughs> is snow. You took a nasty turn this year. And uh, I will say this though: we came up to the hill here at the church with some inner tubes, oh, and man, uh, I'll have to show idea. you. I'll have to show you the videos. The boys went tubing, and we had a blast. Man, I didn't even think of that. And it's really cool. If you guys have never been to our church, and some of you have, we have this huge field at the bottom of the hill. Where I'm from in Colorado was always a cliff at the bottom of the hill. So it was like... The it's really land. fun with death at the end exactly. of it. Exactly. <laughs> so I text my dad and I was like, check out this sledding hill we got. It's so safe and so casual. And he's like, yeah, I don't see any bob wire. <laughs> he's like, I don't see any cliffs. And it's like so different than yeah. what I'm used to. And so, but we brought the boys out here. And uh, no one went to the hospital. We did that before we mm. went sliding. <laughs> so, again, if you if you guys don't know, my son got four stitches in his chin. We got him a scooter for Christmas. And... Uh, first experience on that did not end well <laughs> so it happens that's how you learn right that's how you learn bit. we'll never make that mistake again right. so but anyway so what do you want to talk about about the weather well so i was just like interested to so what has your life been like without power like have you found it's your terrible sp- <laughs> it's terrible one more terrible but you've been like you're you're someone that's used to having the power so yeah. like <laughs> yes Yes, I am used to having the power, <laughs> and even the, the power. I have the power, but I know that, like for me, like any time that like I've ever like, <laughs> like maybe like the power's gone at my house, the first instinct I do when I walk in the room is try to turn <laughs> the light switch Gosh. on. Like how many times has that happened? Okay, to you? so I got this story. So I walked into the closet to find like an outfit I was going to wear for the day. I hit the light switch, and I was like, "Darn!" Because there's our closet is removed off of our bathroom, so there's no light that comes in. A little light comes into the bathroom, but then by the time you get to the closet, there's no light. And so I walked in, I hit the switch, and I was like, darn, I got to go get a light. So I walked out. And, and you know what's weird is you 
turn the switch off. We're just so <laughs> you happy. Did it like, I was like, okay, I'll turn this off. You know what I mean? <laughs> you still went to the motion <laughs> of no it. no light in there. I turned it off. And so I walked out of the bathroom and I went and I got a little flashlight and I walked back in with the flashlight. And when I got to the closet, I hit the light switch again. <laughs> I'm like, I just left to go get a light because the light's not working. And then I tried it again. And so I will say this, man, we are very accustomed to right? power and internet and heat. <laughs> you know. The necessities. The, the necessities. <laughs> and cooking and all that stuff. And so when you lose power, uh, it is definitely an interesting situation. But I got to give it my my kids, my wife, uh, and also the other 700 people because I read on the notification we're getting updates and stuff mm. like that. I guess it was 3,500 people that initially had no power. Dang. They've been able to fix it for most of them. Now it's just 700 people mm. left with no power. And I just happen to fall <laughs> in the category <laughs> of, of the one, of the one 700. 700. <laughs> we are the lucky 700 <gasps> that still don't have power. So we are going into, let's see, what, day three? We mm. lost it Sunday night. So Monday night, Tuesday night. So tomorrow will be day three. Dang, that's crazy. Which is, you know, it's cool. It's, it's kind of taking me back a little bit because we lost. Okay, story time, kids. Story time. Uh, when I lived in Colorado, we actually got snowed in for five days wow. with no power. And so we took all the food, put it outside in the snow. Um, we, would, we, put all, we put blankets up over all the doorways. Mm, and then, heat, and then we got in one main room that had a fireplace. Now, in our house in Colorado, we had two fireplaces, one downstairs, mm. one upstairs, because that's how we heat the house. And so we only left that room to go to the bathroom to get food or to get firewood. Dang. Other than that, the four of us stayed in that room for five days, and we played cards, and it was amazing. Wow. It was just my brother, my mom, and my dad. My sister wasn't born yet. And so for five days, man, we just buttoned down in the mountains of Colorado and just played cards together <laughs> right. and hung out in front of a fireplace. And it was amazing. And, and uh, right now, even in our house, because I have a fireplace in my house here, I guess that just stuck with me from my days mm. in Colorado. And so we have a fireplace. And so you can tell a drastic temperature mm. drop when you leave the room with the fireplace. <laughs> You're like, holy cow, it's cold in here. But Man. yeah, so I, there are some other people that are less fortunate than us and they sure. don't even have a fireplace. And so some people in our community were posting the inside temperature of the house and it was like 53 degrees. Oh. That's cold, man. Yeah, that's very cold. Yeah, that's cold trying to sleep in that. So we're very blessed. We're very fortunate. And you know what? It could be a lot worse. So I guess like kind of where I wanted to segue with this is I feel like there is a lot of people that are calling themselves Christians, but they're not walking out and witnessing the power of God. Mm, and why why do you feel that okay. that is? You know, like, is there, like, I wanted to pose that question to you. Like, why do you feel that maybe there are people that are living a Christian life, or maybe, maybe they feel like they're living a Christian life, but yet they're not experiencing the power of God? Man, I feel like there's probably a really simple answer to this and probably a really complex answer. Is it a question that you've given much thought to? No, I haven't. It's just, it kind of occurred to me. I was just like, I wonder what Robert's going to say. So I, I don't have a whole lot of answer well, to that either. <laughs> my easy, Let's get your opinion. Well, my easy answer is going to be the unpopular answer because mm. God's power is, he's not like a power station, right? It doesn't have an on and off switch. Mm. It's not affected by storms. It's not affected because they're saying ours was hit by lightning, sure. which even doesn't really make a lot of sense. I, it's a crazy thing that we can have thunder mm -hmm. during winter storms you know i've never had that happen in colorado but apparently here it's a thing yeah. you know it's called snow thunder Snow th it sounds so epic <laughs> sounds like, like a, a pokemon or apparently something apparently it's a bad thing but it sounds cool <laughs> yeah snow thunder or not a pokemon what are those uh those guys, those animated guys that used to fight the Power Rangers, Snow Thunder, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, they're not animated, but yeah, the Power uh, Rangers. Okay, so yeah, I feel like he's one of those. <laughs> In this case, Snow Thunder struck our power. Oh my gosh. Um, but um, 
So the answer is, is I feel like God's power is always on. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it is. I, I know that it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so God's power is always on. So the simple answer would be there's probably something we are doing in our life that is acting as uh, a block, mm. uh, a hurdle, or a barrier that is keeping us from experiencing the full extent of God's power in our life. Right. And it almost might even just be as simple as like, at some level, you're choosing not to walk in the power yeah. of God. Yeah, and then also maybe there is people out there that, you know, because, you know, what's weird to me is I, I, I struggle with this a little bit. It's so interesting how, like, a lot of people will believe in supernatural things and, and things that are, like, not real, but mm-hmm. yet when it comes to God and the reality of God and, like, what he's able to do, mm-hmm. they're like, no, that's just too far. Right. I'm like, but you believe in like this other stuff that's kind of mm. crazy and off the wall. Why not God? So I wonder also too, if because His power does has a tangible side to it, mm. that when we do start to experience, we're like, whoa, 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 what's that? Too you know real. what I mean? We pump the brakes a little <laughs> yeah. bit. We're like, oh, okay, I don't know what that is. That's kind of unfamiliar. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, so that could be a possibility as yeah. well. Maybe somebody's just unfamiliar with it. So when it starts to kick in, they're just like, oh, because even in services, when the power of God is flowing and mm. it's moving, and if it, it, it could be like kind of, whoa, that's a bit much. It's getting a little bit weird in yeah, here. <laughs> it's getting a little crazy, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so maybe some people are, you know, uh, maybe just skeptical of, mm. and, and I think also too, like maybe if you do believe in the power of God in that way, you might be deemed as a radical mm. or kind of somebody who's a little crazy or a little far out. But, you know, I mean, God is real. Yeah. And I think, since you know, since he's real, there's a real side to him that can be experienced mm. even in this life. And I do believe even though we don't always get to experience it because we live by faith, as yeah. the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. There is, like I said, that tangible side to God. And we do get to experience it from time to time. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, you know, we got to line ourselves up to be able to experience that. Yeah. So what do you think that when you say line ourselves up to experience that, what, what, what can we do to make the power of God more available? I feel like I'm a one act wonder when it comes <laughs> to this, because I'm just going to give the same answer yeah. always and always and always. It's just, we have to obey the word. Yeah. I was actually thinking about this and I'm going to say it Sunday morning when I take up the tithes, I think the problem with the message, the grace message so to give a little church history, right, mm-hmm. we now live under a different dispensation. Sure. We have been moved from the dispensation of judgment and wrath, which was the old covenant, into the dispensation of grace mm-hmm. because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Right. And there's been a lot of teaching around grace, what it is, what it doesn't do. I believe grace is the power of God, mm-hmm. right? Because in the Bible, in Ephesians 2, it says, by grace, right. through faith, you're saved. So it's the power of grace that saved our life from eternal damnation and condemnation and has you know, saved mm-hmm. our souls. And so grace is very, very powerful. And then I believe once you're saved, the grace that's on your life is to keep you from falling back into old habits and mm. to keep you from making mistakes and stuff like that. But a lot of teaching around grace is grace is there to, so you can sin and then have mm. forgiveness from those sins. Right. Which there is truth to that, but right. a lot of people have used the grace teaching as, okay, you can do whatever you want do because you have you grace. Yeah. And I think... The problem with that teaching, to the detriment of the believer, it's rid us of the responsibility of obedience. Mm. Yeah. Because now we just feel like we have grace, therefore I don't have to obey. Mm. I can just do what I want and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And that to me is an abuse of the message of sure. grace because that's not what it really right. is. And so I think when you remove an individual's obedience, yeah. you remove the rewards of obedience. Right. And one of the rewards of obedience is the power of God. 
Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so my one trick wonder (laughs) that I always say on the show that we've talked about many, many podcasts, I think in order to fulfill or in order to receive all the promises that are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, Mm. we as a believer have to do our very best. We're not going to be perfect, absolutely, but we have to do our very best to walk in full obedience to the counsel of God's word. So embrace the grace in a different way. Ooh, I like that. Embrace Embrace the grace. grace. Yeah, And I think that's kind of the way that like I've always understood grace for me and i think we've Mm -hmm. talked about it many times and that's how the grace of god has made me really understand righteousness in so much level and it makes me feel more empowered because it's not that grace has allowed me or given me the reason or the right to sin it's freed me from the effects of sin and it makes me want to not sin yeah and it should the grace of god should be so uh, amazing and meaningful to you that it causes you to not want to sin. Yeah. Not that you might not ever sin. It's just right. saying that if you don't, you shouldn't want to because yeah. this 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 power has been made available to not sin. Yeah, you can access the power to not sin, and you can access right. you know all the other benefits. And that, like you're saying, that grace is the power of God, yeah. and that grace enables you to walk in the righteousness. Yeah. And so, I, I think that's a way of looking at it is that there is that message out there of what is it called? Greasy grace or whatever. Uh, yeah, is that what they call it? The Christian, <laughs> right. You know, the, the way that, they call it. Like, yeah. cause what they're saying is like you said, technically true, but if you live your life that way, you won't walk in right. the power of God. Right. You it won't. is a, it is an aspect of grace, but it's not the highest form that as yeah. a believer, we should be operating in. I'm grateful for that grace. It's the ticket to heaven. <laughs> Cause I <I've laughs> made... got the ticket to heaven, but you know, you might got to get sit for a class all the way. Right. <laughs> right. And that even in itself is a dangerous game. Right. But I, I feel like I just, I want to, I'm, I'm not going to live perfect. Yeah, no one is. So I need God's grace. Like First John 1, 9, he's faithful and just to cleanse me from all vine righteousness. Mm-hmm. When I sin, I immediately go before him. But I'm not going to, that's not my life's goal. That's mm-hmm. not, I don't habitually sin and I don't, that's not my aim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to try to sin. I'm going to try to live pleasing to God. I'm going to do my very best to obey his word and Instead of using grace to forgive me when I do sin, I'm going to rely on his grace to keep me from sinning. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like what God told the Apostle Paul, my grace it's is sufficient. sufficient. Yeah. And so his grace, what that means to me is it's sufficient if I will rely on it and if I will inquire God about his grace, it's sufficient to help me overcome that temptation. Mm-hmm. It's sufficient to help me uh, push down my flesh and not give way to disobedience. It's my helper and I need to pull on that grace. And so I, what I've always done, or not always, what I try to do is when I am being tempted, because we are tempted, yeah. you know, uh, Jesus was tempted. If our, if our Lord and Savior was tempted, we're going to be tempted. We know the Bible says in the book of Peter that the devil is like a roaring lion right. seeking whom he may devour. So he's always going to be tempting us. He's always going to try to overtake us. And so in a moment of weakness, when he's tempting me with something like, look at this or say this or do that, I take a pause and I just access grace. Mm. How do you do that? Well, you do it by faith. Yeah. And you just say, and you just, I do it by saying, okay, Lord, your grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. And when I'm thinking about it and I'm aware about it, it's like I'm activating it on my life. And then that temptation and that trial, it's very hard to be ever mindful of God's grace and then sin at the same time. Mm. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's like, I I don't know. It's, it's weird, but so his grace is sufficient and is very, very powerful. And I think if more people would rely on his grace to keep from disobedience, they would find themselves walking in obedience and in turn walking in the power. Yeah. Cause that grace leads to the power. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. tapping into sure. that grace is going to lead to miraculous moments in mm. God. And, and when I say the power of God, I guess that can look at, at differently for a lot of different people, but I, you know, I guess just like 
understanding that you're walking in his blessing yeah. and that you're walking in the abundant life that he's <clears throat> called you to live. You can walk in your health. You can walk in your wholeness. You can walk in your prosperity. Grace leads to that. Yeah. You know, when I was doing a, a study on, or not study, I guess I did a, a, a sermon on peace a few weeks ago, I didn't realize that that Greek word peace, if you take it back to the Greek, it has like an implication of prosperity. Mm. So like when he's saying, I leave peace with you, He's le- like that word prosperity is implied in yeah. there, and that prosperity like leads to all these things. So yeah. like that peace, that grace, all the, like, it's all so inclusive. Jesus has left this yeah. for us, and it's by faith that we grab a hold of it. Mm. You know, our decision to say I'm going to take that is what makes it available for us. Yeah. You know, and I think that that to have the power of God in your life is to make a mental and a physical and a spiritual decision. Sure. Is that I'm going to access the power of right. God. I'm not right. going to force it, but I'm going to access it. Yeah, and the way you access it is by walking in obedience. Just like the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Mm-hmm. You have to, because God's not changing. Yeah. And he's the most powerful being in the universe, and he created the universe. And so if we're going to experience his power, we must align ourselves with him and his word, because that's the only way we're going to walk together. And I will, you know, I truly believe that there's no more frustrating thing to have something available and not experience mm. it. It's kind of like right now. I have all these lights in my house and I have all these switches. I have a refrigerator. I have a stove. I Everything's have a in place. <laughs> I have Wi-Fi. I have a PlayStation. I have a TV, but I can't access any of it because I have no power. And Simple as a choice, man. I'm just, I'm joking. <laughs> just, I'm joking. just tonight. All right. I, will, uh, I'm you, I got you. When I leave here, I'm I've, I've decided that I'm gonna, it's going to work. <laughs> you know? Um, but for the believer and even for somebody who doesn't, you know, if you hear about all these things, yeah. like we said, that scripture, the, the promises are yes and amen. And mm-hmm. you hear about the promise of peace and you hear about the promise of joy and you hear about the promise of prosperity, hear about the promise of healing, hear about the promise of sound mind, hear about the promise of you have no fear because his perfect love cast out all fear. I mean, there's so many promises we could spend all day right, just talking sure. about them, but to hear about all those promises and then never experience them, to have all those available, mm. but never walk in them is like having a refrigerator in my house that I can't use. Mm. It's right there, but I can't use it because it's not connected to the power. Mm. And so we have to connect ourselves to the power. And when we connect ourselves to the power, then we'll begin to walk out these promises that have been purchased. It's already made available because the blood of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior has made them Mm -hmm. available to us. And so I think that that's, that's how you can understand grace and what it means for you on a, a better level mm. is to really just connect yourself with God more so than ever. Yeah. Like if you're someone that's around yeah. all these things and you, you're not experiencing them, you're not walking in the power, I would challenge you to walk more with God. Yeah. To understand that's that good. grace, to understand what that grace truly means and what how much love he has for you. Because I feel like if you can really understand the love and what he's done for you, yeah. it'll help you appreciate the grace and access the grace. And grace has given us access to our God. Yes. You know, a lot of people didn't have that before this dispensation of time. Right. We now have that by way of Jesus Christ. He tore the tore the veil right. that separated us from God, and now by grace we can boldly come mm-hmm. before the throne room of our God and fellowship with Him. You know, is important, and that allows that grace to continually channel. Once that connection's broke, mm-hmm. you know, my connection with my house and the power plant's broken for one reason or another right, right. now, and so there's no power. And so, but once that connection gets reestablished, I'll have free access to yeah. all that stuff. 
Jesus' sacrifice is our connection, and it has connected us, but disobedience will cause a break in that line. Mm. And so we have to get back into obedience, and then when we do that, it's us reconnecting to what Jesus has made available and this relationship with our Heavenly Father, with Jesus Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit. And once you're in that connection, then everything's flowing Mm. the way that it should be, and everything's working the way that it should be, and then you'll walk in the power that is made available to you. And I think, too... We have to be careful we don't allow, you know, we live in an interesting time, man. Yeah. Uh, Christianity is a weird thing right now. God, that trumpet is going right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, he's getting <laughs> it, dude. He, he's, he's, that's a trumpet of agreement right there. <laughs> that's what that is. He knows that we're saying some good stuff in here and he's just letting us have it. But we live in a weird time. You know, I, we've been talking about this a little bit, but getting away from the word Christian and back mm-hmm. to the word disciple. Yeah. You know, because a disciple is one who obeys the commandments of their teacher. Yeah. A Christian, you know, and we live in, we have celebrity Christianity. It means so much different now. It means, it's just wild, dude, what Christian means, you know. And uh, and a lot of it doesn't equate to an appropriate biblical lifestyle. Yeah. I think it's so interesting because I know that like way back in the day, like Christian was an insult because it wasn't even like a right. thing yet. You know, it just meant that you followed Christ. Right. Because I think they actually referred to people as the follower of the way mm. initially, like way back in the mm. day, like way, 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 <laughs> way, way. But I think that's so much like cooler. I wish I could be like, I'm a way follower. I follow the way, you know? <laughs> Start it, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, be that's a trendsetter. So, yeah, Get out front I'm a way that. follower. I'm a way follower. Because that, 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 that's it. You know, Jesus mm. is the way, way. and yeah, he sure. is the way to the power. Mm. And there is something you said, and I, I believe that and I know you didn't mean it this way because Uh-oh. there is, you can there is no way that you can be disconnected you can you can never be disconnected well, yeah. from God and so I and I know that that's not what you meant but I think that when you do something that is against God's word your mind and sin can cause you to not be able to connect to God I don't know the best way to say it but I just want people to realize that like there's nothing that you can do sure to not the power is always available absolutely. But the sin, the effects of sin can cause you to not tap into it because you are purposely separating yourself from God. Yeah, well, you're putting a barrier there. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's there's something holding yeah. it back. It's like, you know, we took a trip and we went and saw the Hoover Dam. My parents lived in, Ve- or my grandparents lived in Vegas. And so <laughs> we went out there. <laughs> yeah, and I was like 11. And Vegas was a really boring place for an 11 year old. <laughs> but uh, we went to this thing called Circus Circus. I don't know. I was kind of scared. But anyway. Circus Soleil? No, Circus Circus. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> and it was something on the strip for kids. But, and then we, we went out and we took a tour of the Hoover Dam. And it's kind of wild. That place is insane. But it's if you ever look at pictures of it and stuff, it, you know, it's. I think at the time it might even still be. It's like one of the. If it's not the biggest dam in the United States, it's one of mm-hmm. the biggest dam, and it's just holding all this stuff back. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is something blocking mm-hmm. all that water from getting point A to mm-hmm. point B. There's something in the middle. Yeah. And even though it's still there. Mm-hmm. There's something that has to be removed for it to flow, mm-hmm. and they can regulate it, and they can let little spurts right. out here and there, and yeah. something might squeak out here and there, but until that blockade is removed, you're not going to have the flow the way it needs mm-hmm. to, right? And so we just have to evaluate our lives and yeah. say, is there something, because like you said, it's always, God is always yeah. on. <laughs> the dam is there. It's yeah. always hold. it's always holding the, the water, the, all the power is always available for you, but yeah. you're choosing how much regulation's happening. Yeah. And so it's up to us to say, okay, what am I doing that's blocking this? Mm, that's good. What have I put in yeah. the way to keep this from flowing and do a self-examination mm-hmm. and be like, oh, okay, maybe, 
maybe my coworker said this and I got really mad at him and now I'm not in love. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, you know, faith works by love. I need to forgive them and Mm -hmm. let it go so I can get back in love. And then that's going to remove that blockade and that flow is going to start coming again. Um, And it could be a lot of things, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so the biggest reason we preach against sin is because we know it causes separation. It's not that we want people to feel bad. There's no condemnation. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But we want people to experience all that God has for Mm -hmm. them. And you will not experience on a regular basis all that God has for you if you're living one foot in and one foot out. You just got to commit to it. When you commit to it, then you have free access to all this stuff. Not not really free access because everyone has free access, but the flow is now not... It's It's more regularly available. Yes, it's no longer being regulated or deterred by our actions and our lack of commitment. And so, you know, and so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, because I think (laughs) that's cool. (laughs) Well, because you even said it's like the the lifestyle of Christianity or the concept of Christianity is just so much different nowadays. It's morphed. And people aren't truly following Christianity the way yeah yeah <laughs> they, they they might believe that he's the way but are they following the way yeah. and i think that that is where there's kind of a problem yeah sure you know and i think that that is where there is some grace mess that's happening yeah is that they're just choosing to believe he is the way but they don't want to follow the way yeah and i think that if you want to experience the power if you want to tap into that grace on a regular basis you follow the way mm-hmm. you know you don't just know about the way you follow the way yeah I can nah, know I can good. know how to get somewhere, right. but if I don't Follow ever it. go after it, I'm never going to experience what's over there. Yeah, you know, I can see a sign that points to my house, you know, but if I don't ever follow that sign, I'll never get there. That's right. That's and a good so point. The Bible, the Word of God, is basically like this roadmap showing you how to follow the way. Yeah, and a lot of people can believe that that is the way to follow the way, but they don't follow the way. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was a lot way. of that ways. A lot it of ways. Is the way to follow the way, but they don't follow the way. Got it. But you know, like I think if we really make it up in our minds that He is the way, mm. that He is the truth, mm. that He is the life. Yeah, and we choose on our very best to follow it. That is how we experience yeah. the power. That is how we access the grace. That is how we walk in our righteousness. Mm. That is how we walk in the promises of God, because we're actually following the way, not just knowing about the way. Yeah, and that's a determination we both made in our hearts. It's no longer my way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do things his way. And again, I know we keep saying this, but we haven't been perfect at it. You know, I've done it more regularly, you know, over the last 20 years of serving him. I mean, the the amounts of times that I do stuff my way throughout the year as opposed to his way, that, that scale is very sure. lopsided, which is good. That's yeah. the way it should be. And I've gotten better at it, and I know you've gotten better at it. But I think you said something that's really powerful. Establish it in your mind that you're going to do things God's way. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, like, uh, here's, a, here's a good one, tithing. Mm-hmm. That's God's way, you know, and I know a lot of people think the church created that, but it's in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And he even gives us reasons in the Word of God why we should do it. And when we just make up and say, oh, okay, this is God's way to allow the fullness of the blessing to flow on my life. When mm. you just decide, yeah. okay, this is his way. You know what I'm going to do make it his way. Make it up way. in my mind. Yeah. And, when you, and then you start doing it his way. And, you know, obviously you got to do things with the right heart. And you do it his way, you'll see the benefits that the word has promised begin to work in your life. Amen. 
Um, and I think that that's just so important and that'll allow you to experience the power. Stop, you know, and maybe someone has been, or maybe you haven't been, but something I just had to realize, stop trying to do things my way. Ultimately, if you've ever heard my testimony, that's what happened to me. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning on a front porch somewhere and I just came to myself and this is literally what I said. I don't remember if I said it out loud or just in myself. Okay. I've done this my way Mm -hmm. and this is where it's gotten me. Mm. (laughs) Now I'm going to do it God's way and let's see where it goes. And I just decided I'm from this moment forward, I'm following his yeah. way. And ever since that decision on that porch at three o'clock in the morning, it's been nothing but up, up, mm-hmm. up, 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 up. You know what I mean? There's been seasons in my life where it plateaued a little bit because sure. Robert got stuck. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I need to fix this. And then right. up, up, up. But it's never gone down yeah. following his way. Mm. You know, it's gone down following my way, but yeah. it's never gone down following his way. And I think there's a lot of uh, reasons why people don't do it his way, mm-hmm. whether it's popularity whether it's his way can be challenging, you know, uh, you know, there's reasons that we don't do it, but the best thing we can do for our lives is just commit to the one who truly loves us. Mm -hmm. Just commit to the one who's truly given everything for us. And when we commit to his way, we'll begin to experience all that he purchased for us. Right. Well, because I think it's interesting that Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the, it's like it leads to the the steps. Mm -hmm. I am the way to the truth, Mm. which will lead you to a life. Mm. That's really good. You know, like like that that leads you into the power. Mm. Understanding that he is the way that leads to these things that... I think if, like you said, if we make it up in our mind, if we truly believe it, we grab a hold of that truth by faith, that is what's going to lead us into a successful walk with him. Yeah. Senior high students, expect that coming to sermon near you. <laughs> TM, Robert. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jesus is the way, and he leads you to the truth, which leads you to the life. <laughs> I'm so brilliant. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, that's really good. Yeah. I never looked at it that way. Um, that's a wonderful revelation. I don't know if you got it from the Holy Spirit or from another preacher, but stolen. I don't know. It just kind of came out. So. But, but it's true. Yeah. You know, he is the way. Yeah. And when you follow him, it points to the truth. Yeah. And when you get into the truth, it elevates the life. Yeah. I've come to give life and to give it to you more abundantly. Amen. Um, and so those steps. I'm so glad you had that revelation. And dude, you know, my brilliance <laughs> has no limits. It really does not. And so. <laughs> God's so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And so, and I, you know, we can both testify. It's not always easy. Yeah. You know, there's sacrifices that have to be made. But those sacrifices, I say this as a motivator, the, the blessing I receive far outweighs the sacrifice I have to make. Mm-hmm. And that is my my objective. Yeah. You know, I know, okay, yes, this may cost me now in my flesh. It may cost me, I may have to make this sacrifice, but the rewards I'm going to reap from this sacrifice mm-hmm. is going to far outweigh what I'm putting in, mm. you know? And it's all about perspective when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's about understanding, okay, what do I really want? Mm. And I think when people really want the, you know, desire, just ask God. Yeah. Put that desire. When you really want the power, you'll do what's necessary. Yeah. I really want it right now. If the utility company called me and they're like, <laughs> we need you to do this, bet your bottom dollar I'd You're be there. doing whatever <laughs> this is, you know, because I want power. Yeah. And so I think the church and believers have kind of lost, we don't need the power as much. Yeah. And we talked about this in oh, a yeah, podcast. Yeah. There's different places in the world where they need it. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't show up, they're done. Yeah. In the U.S., we're pretty we're a little comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that's been to our own demise because we don't really need mm. the power. And when you don't need it, now it becomes, now what are you desiring? Mm. And so if we will just begin to desire it, Amen. then we'll begin to pursue it, mm. and then we'll begin to have it. Amen. That's it. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I just felt like we needed to have that conversation today about, you know, the power of God and how yeah. to walk in it. And I feel like 
we got a good answer today. I feel like we did. <laughs> it yeah, came out. Absolutely, you know? it did. I think we just have to establish that Jesus is the way to the power. Yeah. And that's how you'll end up accessing that grace yeah. and obtaining the desire, which will motivate you to yeah. do that. Absolutely. So point one. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. The points. <laughs> the points. We got to bring them in. So uh, hopefully that helps someone understand too, how to walk in the power of God and how to get more of it in your life or hey. just understand it. So. That's the good talk of today. That is a good talk. If you're between the ages of 11 and 18 <laughs> and you ever want to experience the power, there come to go. a Blaze Youth Ministries every there. Wednesday night from 7 to 8. If you're from 18 to 30, we have a young adults group on Thursday nights. And then anybody over that age limit, Sunday morning. Come oh, on or out. younger. You can come at any yeah, age, Yeah, too. <laughs> Teenagers are welcome in big church as well. Yes, yes. But come. We have church, and we, that's one thing that we hang our hat on. We are going to contend. Yeah. Now, I think that's it, too. It's like if you're looking to experience the power of God, it, it happens here. It happens here because we contend. Right. We have that desire corporately and individually, and we are not satisfied unless we see it. Yeah. And so if you want to join us, come on. Come on. Sundays and Wednesdays. Thursday nights. Oh, and that, that day too. All the above. <laughs> All the days. <laughs> All right. All the days. We love you guys so much. We hope that you have a beautiful, wonderful day that is whatever day you're listening to. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.